Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Critically Important. Uh, I'm Jason, and as always, we have Mallory and Espo here, and we have another guest with us today. We have Elise. How you doing, Elise? Hi, doing well. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So Elise runs the Inglorious Baguettes blog, where you basically review movies and talk about movie news, right? Yes, that's correct. Kind awesome. of fun facts, just any kind of movie-related stuff. Uh, yep. And some Perfect. reviews. So, just like we did with our last guest, we have a few, like, kind of questions that we want to ask. Just to, kind of, like, get the ball rolling and stuff like that. So, Ooh. one thing we're curious on is, what's the first movie you remember seeing in a theater? Oh. That is, that is tough, because I know I was a kid. I want to say... I, it it would have been I was a lot younger than this, but I can't remember. But I remember one that I went to was like Spirited Away, the horse movie. Yeah. Because I remember that was like a birthday party, and like at the end, we all stood up and clapped, and that was that was a really good experience. But I know that I had gone to them before. I just can't remember where they were. I remember like playing with you know the candy and talking to my friends more than I remember the movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, and then also, what was the last five-star movie you saw? Oh, five-star movie I saw. Like classic for you, to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I saw Sunset Boulevard actually really recently mm-hmm. for the first time, and I have to say that was, yeah, that was that was a good five-star standard classic. Blew my mind. There you go. And one more. Uh, what actor, or if you don't have an actor movie, what do you think is an uh, actor movie that's super underrated that you think deserves more attention or acclaim for their acting or for the movie? Yeah. Um, the first one that comes to mind, although I don't know if the movie as a whole is, like, incredible, but I love Zoe Deutsch, and I loved her in Flower, and I feel like... Uh, I feel like a lot of her performances go overlooked because they're in these like smaller movies. So I'm excited to see her kind of gain traction and be in a lot of things. I think she's just an incredible actress. But yeah, yeah. I like her a lot. She okay. is really good. She is really, really good. So effortless with her. Um, and she was probably one of the better uh, better things about the sequel to the Zombieland movie. Yes. Like character. Yeah. That is so random. <laughs> <laughs> But I love I love that sequel though. That was just like reading with Mulford that you hadn't seen in a while and nothing changed. You know, it's just an Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a great well that's the thing. I feel like she is the best part of a lot of okay movies. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um so I just want to interject, Jason. Are did, have we told our audience that we're pivoting to Quibi yet? <laughs> have we told have, have we told them that we're pivoting the show to Quibi? A, a vote on that, Espo. <laughs> <laughs> ten, ten minute episodes every day for the foreseeable future. Yeah. That thing is crazy. Yeah, like, what a weird thing to launch in the middle of like a pandemic yeah. of just like, oh, of just like, hey, here's a multi million, probably even more than that, like million yeah. dollar venture of like, you know, now you get to watch Will Forte. Um, and I forgot the actress's name, but the lady from It's Always Sunny. You know, in like a in like a house flipper show, and I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> for ten minutes. Downloads on their first day, so that's what? not a lot. 
what they have? Three hundred thousand. No, that's bad. That's, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. They have. They do have Reno nine one one. Maybe well, that'll be their saving grace. I don't know. It's also <laughs> tough too because like they give you, I think, like thirty days or something. But then, yeah, it's a subscription, and I'm like, that sounds awful. Like. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't want to watch. I don't want it. You don't want to see Chrissy Teigen in a court segment? Chrissy's court? No, I don't want to see Chrissy's court. I love Chrissy Teigen, <laughs> but I don't want to see Chrissy's court. I don't want to watch Sophie Turner in like a plain, like a wilderness survival show. I love Sophie <laughs> Turner. You know, they got huge, they got huge names. Yeah, they got huge names. It's just like I said, it's an interesting thing of like. Uh, I don't want to watch video on my phone, and I certainly don't want to watch it in five-minute bumps. But Espo, do you know what people are watching? What? Tiger King? Tiger King. You've heard of that, right, Espo? I have. Good segue. (laughs) (laughs) That segue was so seamless. (laughs) We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about what every podcast is probably talking about right now at this point with Tiger King. Everybody's watching it. Every because everybody's staying at home. It's probably gonna be one of those shows for like ten years, fifteen years from now. We'll look back or watch VH1's "I Love the 2020s and be like, "What the hell was that? Why did we watch it?" You know. Yeah. But as Hollywood well, wants to do now, let's talk about the big screen adaptations. Yeah. I know Kate McKinnon was pitching one before this biopic launched. I know Rob Lowe's talking about starring in one. But we thought if we had our way, if we wanted to make our perfect joe exotic movie with our perfect cast who would we pick and so i've got a list of the people that basically had the big biggest roles in in tiger king and we're gonna go one by one and just talk about who we think should be cast if we yeah. had our to interject so, real quick to interject yeah. real quick real quickly around the horn who were your guys' favorite characters from tiger king like favorite to watch or just favorite person? just like yeah like your you know your favorite your you know you're like I mean, your like, favorite we're not character. marrying these people do yeah, you? yeah <laughs> you know like your favorite character <laughs> don't have to support them morally your <laughs> character i uh i guess character wise like man i don't i guess doc antle because i don't know he was so creepy, but just the confidence. I want to have that level of confidence in everything I do in my life. Doc, <laughs> Doc was pretty. Doc was pretty good. Yeah. Doc, Doc was pretty good. I loved uh, Joshua. I think right. I think that was his name. Yeah. Um. He sees. Uh. Unfortunately, he sees his uh Joe Exotic's partner shoot himself. That guy. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, you know. Um. But yeah. What about you guys? It was wild that that was on camera. That Man. Part. Yeah, that is wild. I mean, the basic response, but I have to say it was Joe. I, every time he came on screen, I was excited. I was giddy to see his different jackets, uh, his different <laughs> pants. I mean, his style, everything. That's who I'd want to like dress up for Halloween as. He was electric. Yeah, he's electric. Every other person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me yeah. and everyone else, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm like I'm right there with Elise. I loved Joe. I could not take my eyes off him and his shenanigans. Yeah, I was like this man is a star. <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna financially recover from this. <laughs> I'm never gonna emotionally <laughs> recover from him. You understand? Yeah, my favorite was the uh, John Oliver segment where he was a politician, and and John Oliver is so great at capturing just the right clip, anyways. Yeah. But it was uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. I'm broke as shit. <laughs> I am broke as shit. 
I ain't changing the way I dress. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. Okay, so next question. Uh, what was your favorite? Uh, obviously, spoilers for Tiger King. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it, you probably already heard all about it. Netflix does this thing where they capture the zeitgeist very well. Even yeah. if, like, I think Tiger King's much better than a bird box. But, like, this happened with bird box, too. Yeah. Like, the conversation mm-hmm. just surrounded that and things like yeah. that. But what was your favorite, I'll call it, like, an oh, shit moment or, like, that twist? Because, like, the first five episodes, the last two were a little bit weaker. But, like, yeah. the first five episodes always had, like, that that hook. That hook. Yeah. One of my favorites was, I think it was, like, at the end of episode four. It's like, well, and then Joe said he was running for governor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And I just loved that. I just loved it. I was like, I was like, just the way they framed it. I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, <laughs> the, the, the whole episode of Carol Baskin, essentially, and talking about how she may have murdered one of her husbands. That was just absolutely wild in every way. And yeah, then later when she mentions the sardine oil, like, how do you know about sardine oil? <laughs> Do you guys think? Do you guys think uh, Carol Baskin married her? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Yeah. when she would giggle and just give herself away, she'd be like, "Ah, "Meat grinder." That's how I would do. What a wild, what a wild idea! And they'd be like, "Who said meat grinder?" When OJ says you did it, you did it. How about that? Yeah. I'm like on the fence about, I think Carol killed her husband. I don't think she fed him to tigers. I think she, it's Florida guys. She just threw his ass in a swamp and oh, like yeah. let the swamp take care of That's what you do in Florida. Absolutely. She reminds me. Right? She's, 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 passage. she's not as cool, obviously, but that whole, that whole subplot remind me of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, Brad Pitt's character, uh-huh. Cliff, because oh. they like. Yeah. Did he kill his wife or didn't did he, he kill his wife? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, did she kill her wife or didn't she kill her wife? What's up, all you cool cats and kittens? Um, <laughs> yeah, she she was she was wild. Um, and then I guess is there anything else to talk about the show before we get into our? Well, I will say one of my favorite subplots, very underrated, was when Joe discovered SEO, and then just started. <laughs> started taking over Carol's section of the internet. I work in digital advertising and I was like, oh boy, now we're talking. Get to this top of this year, Google. Um, (laughs) Joe discovers the internet. Yeah. Y'all think think Joe burned down the alligator exhibit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alligator arson. Like I need that. Alligator arson. That was an Um, yeah, it was wild. And like I said, you know, it was, it's another good one was, uh, I think it was like his second partner, um, the one that passes away, like, you know, he came up to me and he's like, I ain't gay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just a wild show all around. And like I said, you know, it's like, it, it, it captured like the cultural zeitgeist and like everybody was talking about it and. You know, which is great, too, because especially at a time like this, you know, it's always cool when we can all, uh, you know, like better about themselves. Knowing Mm -hmm. someone as crazy as Joe Exotic was around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't think I'll ever feel guilty about anything ever again. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'll never do anything as bad as any of those people. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's really lowered our standards for sure. I mean. We did watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire with like seven queer Seattle librarians. Yes, we did. So like, yes, we did. Um, that was the so, highlight of my life. 
you know, uh, but only God forgives. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. So let's talk about the, uh, who we think so, we play. Let, let's start. Let's start with the, the main guy, the head honcho, Joe Exotic. Who 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 do you guys feel would be a good Joe Exotic? Start there. Well, we mentioned David Spade earlier, and it's like, haha, David Spade. But like, low key, I think he'd rock the shit out of that role. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'd be good. I at think it. he would too. I think he has the right. I think he could make it really funny and he has he's kind of in the right age. He has like I feel like they could differentiate it just enough from Joe Dirt that it wouldn't yeah. just be that exact same role. Right. Yeah. He could yeah. give some of the flair that Dickie Roberts had. <laughs> so, yeah. Similar Oh yes, wear the gloves. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> similar to that vein of like a like an actor who's like essentially played this character already, but like Danny McBride from like his eastbound and down character yes. you know like oh <laughs> my god it's so funny you said that because i was going to and i'm not going to jump ahead too much but i was going to say channing tatum would have to be one of the husbands and that <laughs> just reminds me of this is Don the end when yeah. danny mcbride has him by a leash yeah. <laughs> and they've already <laughs> really set talk. the scene <laughs> yeah who said you could talk? Well, I guess the question is, would we want this to be a comedy, a drama, a dramedy? Like, what kind of movie would we want it to be? It has to be sort of like a uh, like a Death of Stalin, where it's like a, it's like, hey, this is like serious stuff. Like, obviously, if all these allegations are true, I mean, he's in prison and things like that. But like, you know, so like these are serious matters, but it's so absurd in the way yeah. that it does it, right. um, that it has to be like sort of like a, a that thing, you like know? A dark comedy where yeah. you're like I'm laughing but I feel awful for laughing at this. Yeah. 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 Uh I, I I agree with you guys, but that that's why I think my number one choice would be someone who could do good drama but also be batshit crazy when we required Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael and he looks like wow. Michael Keaton. Wow. That's really good. He yeah. does look like yeah. Michael Keaton a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um they, they'd have to be able to don the wig. Um, yeah. which yeah, I right. think Michael Michael Keaton I, could do. Michael certainly would step up to the plate for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also read a rumor that Sam Rockwell was approached for one of these. I think the the uh, Kate McKinnon one. I don't know. I, he's like the go-to Southern, if you need someone to play a Southern guy kind of in movies now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sam Rockwell would, would kill it. I think he's a great actor, um, but he, does, he has done that similar role before. Oh, so I do feel like seeing Michael Keaton would be a little bit more fun and different yeah there was a time there was a time like a four-year stretch it's like hey if you need a southern racist character <laughs> they got you. sam rockwell sam rockwell is coming for your movie speaking of yeah in house we love sam rockwell um yeah, and I he was him. in the troll world tour movie yesterday and just outacted everybody just oh outacted. It's like, it's like, oh. even in jojo rabbit he's obviously not southern but he feels like a southern, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a southern Nazi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like just watched right. Mr. Wright last night, and like, yeah, it's that same. Yeah. That's oof. Yeah, Espo just made a ugh face, which yeah. I was like, hard agree. Max Max Landis hasn't really done anything worthwhile. Yeah. Since I felt like I had a stroke. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, but Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell both in Trolls World Tour. Jesus Christ! Also, the like crossover. Refuting on Twitter over the role. I don't know about either one of them. Who? Dax Shepard and Edward Norton on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean. 
feel too young for the role to me, though. I, Am I wrong? I don't know. And I feel like Dax Shepard would be too goofy with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It can't be too goofy. And, like, it has, to be, it has to be where this is going, right? right. If we throw yeah. this on pop TV, no offense to Shit's Creek, we love you, <laughs> but if we throw this on pop TV or Quibi, maybe Dax Shepard can star leading role. <laughs> like, you, you do need that. You do need a big name to, like, yeah. lead the show. Um, granted... I don't know if Dak Shepard's putting butts in seats these days. He might still be. I, I don't know. Um, hey, but you know. Chips. But then uh-huh. again, but then again, when you really think about it, is Edward Norton like? Did the ten people that saw Motherless Brooklyn say, "Oh, you know what? I want to see Edward Norton in more things. I want to see Edward Norton in more things. I love him." But like, you know, it's like one of those things of like, can he sell it too? Because like, right. there's still those bankable stars, like a Will Smith. Like, hey, if Will Smith plays Joe Exotic, they're greenlighting this thing tomorrow. Yeah, he's <laughs> still one of the most bankable stars in Hollywood. You know, if Scarlett Johansson wanted to play Joe Exotic, this thing would get done tomorrow. <laughs> She's <laughs> you know? playing a tiger. Yeah, I mean, um, so, one last thing I'll throw out there because I just, I just read someone say this in a I think an Onion article or not an Onion, but one of those websites. They said Jared Leto and just no, nope. no, don't want it. Get him out no. of here. Yeah. Not interested. No oh. offense. Uh, okay, so Carol Baskin. We hate Jared Leto in this house. No, 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 no. no. We, don't, we don't hate Jared Leto. He's just, he's, he's just, you know what, though? I heard he did have, like, a little cult island that he, like, you know, has, like, all of his uh, 30 Seconds to Mars groupies on. No, that's not his band. Yeah, it is. What? It is. Yeah, 30 well, Seconds. Well, I heard, wasn't he self-quarantined in the desert, and then he came back and then was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, didn't know. Just on, like a meditation retreat and then came yeah. back and was like oh shit this thing is like like the zoo is low-key like I, I do that like alexis from shit's creek um the zoo <laughs> is like low-key sort of like a cult you know he's getting these people you know who have been tossed aside or you know might not fit in like normal society and he's bringing them in giving them jobs and like creating a family which is yeah. sort of what a cult is oh it's a hundred percent right like especially right. Yeah. yeah what, what yeah, was that was the textbook Walmart cult. It, you knew it was a cult at that point oh yeah the yeah. walmart that came off the truck <laughs> yeah oh yeah dead um, giveaway don't want to get off too too much, but now that we're in quarantine, if you guys haven't watched it, there's a great show on Comedy Central called Review with Andy Daly. Yes. And all he did is review everything, and one of the episodes is he reviews being in a cult, um, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But the best part about Review is it starts off as a show about just reviewing certain things, but then it meta-contextualizes it. So, like, one of them, he has to do a review for divorce, but then that fucks up his life. So it shows yeah. you how it fucks up his life in real life, and it just spiraled out. One of them's a review on conspiracy theories, and he has yeah. a conspiracy theory that all of the things he's done on review has been done to try to kill him. So oh it's like really good, and it's really yeah. meta it's like that. It had like, yeah, it had like two seasons, and like uh, three seasons, but like season three is only like two episodes. Um, yeah. so it's really interesting. it started out as a podcast. I think originally Review was Andy Daly's podcast, and oh, then cool. he got picked up I by love comedy. Andy Daly. This one where he does 15 pancakes, and he almost yeah. died. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love like 50 pancakes, zero stars. But then they go back, and he because people write in to do them, and he gets one, and he goes 30 pancakes, and he can't back down. He only gets two vetoes a a season, so he Uh, can't back down from it. He goes, and then he goes and does 30 pancakes. And oh my gosh, Andy Daly's very funny. I love those shows that fit in like these weird bubbles of like they'll never like a Detroiters or like I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like finding these like weird shows, you know, Tim and Eric have a new show on Comedy Central called oh Beef House. 
Do they really? Oh, yeah. Beef oh. House is wild. <laughs> it's on Adult Swim. And it's great, too, because episodes are like 15 minutes, 13 minutes. And it's just weird-ass Tim and Eric stuff. And I'm just like, give me that Beef, give me that beef House. Yeah. So, okay. So, next, Carol Baskin. Oh, I have a, I have a curveball one here. Okay. Okay. If she could don an American accent, um, which I'm pretty sure she could do anything. Olivia Coleman. Yes. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Yes. Right. She would. She'd be so good because she can pull out like the crazy eyes. Yeah. So yeah. well. Like yeah. so she, well, and kind of have that like smile and that uh-huh. you know. I feel yeah. like she would really nail it. She was on my list too, Elise. That's amazing. Oh, really? <laughs> one brain that, cell. Share one that's brain who, cell. I love that. That's who Kate McKinnon is like yeah. scheduled to play that's in her version, right? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, she'll be she'll be good in it. Like she wouldn't Yeah, she'd be fuck it up. But yeah. I actually think Julianne Moore would be really good too. Oh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, like uh like an Allison Janney. Um Mom's Allison Janney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a cool. They're in the vein of like kind of the drama, the dark, but could really yeah. nail the, the humor in it. Yeah, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. No, I mean, Maybe. she might be able to, but Definitely again, can. I feel like she leaned into goofy. Forgive me. Like that was a, that was a good role. Yeah. yeah. I just always fear with her when she goes for funny, it's more goofy. Right. Yeah. Like, right. not that she can't do drama, but I don't know how well she balances drama and comedy. I think she's either all in on either side. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, because we also have to remember that, like, that's the leading role, right? Like, right. Joe Exotic yeah. and Carl Bastian. Carol Bastian. Carl Bastian. Carl Bastian. <laughs> I love Carl Bastian. Um, like, they're the leading stars. So we have to make sure, like, you know, I think McKinnon's big enough, you know, um, things like that. What about character actress Margot Mortingdale? <laughs> Sorry, that's a BoJack Horseman. That's, that's a BoJack Horseman reference. I guarantee I guarantee everyone in this chat knows who Margot Mortingdale is if you look her up. But yeah. she's just one of those actresses that's like like a William Fitchner. He's in everything, but you don't like know his name or who he is. Yeah, um, I would know her face the second I saw her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's a good actress. She was the bad yeah. guy in Justified season two too. And she's what about her husband Harold? Uh, you know who I was thinking for Harold? I was thinking uh, James Cromwell. You ever see Babe? Yes. Oh, I have he'd be good. Oh, or I, Jeff Goldblum would be good. I was. Uh, oh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum be almost perfect, but James Cromwell would be good too. I feel like Steve Buscemi needs to be in there somewhere. I'm just not sure if he would be the husband or something else. No, no, no. Steve Buscemi just gets to be a, a fictional character, and it's just the pizza character from Mr. Deeds, where he has, like, the cross eyes, and he just shows up. He just shows up, and he's, and he's like, Joe, Joe, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then that's his camera, and he just leaves. And then it's like, I think Steve Buscemi would be good as the uh, the producer guy, the reality show producer guy. Oh yeah, oh, he, kind of haunted, serious. Yeah. yeah, the other sitting guy by the fire, to... having a smoke. Oh. <laughs> exactly, just holding the cigarette with the weird hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love element. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Who we pick then for Carol? Who do we pick? Yeah. Oh, for Carol. I vote Olivia Coleman. I think that's Olivia Coleman. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that one too. Olivia Coleman would be good. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, Doc Antle. Oh, man. The first person I thought of Doc Antle was Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, he'd be good, but he'd be, I think he'd be the too goofy. He'd be like Arkansas or Melissa McCarthy. No, I feel I feel like he can do like that, you know, just like, just like he he has like that cadence, the majestic, the one. I would prefer, John, I would prefer John C. Riley. Oh, John C. Riley could do it. I love John C. Riley. I, I was just thinking basically off like looks, like Will Ferrell just looks yeah. like Doc Antle, yeah. you know, um, yeah. especially when he does the long uh, white hair. Uh, skits yeah. that he does. Like, yeah. like an yeah, down, down doesn't he have that hair? Yeah. A lot of people say yeah. Tim Robbins looks like him, too. Yeah, Tim Robbins oh, does. Oh, Tim oh, Robbins oh. does have the look. Yeah, he looks just like yeah. him. And I yeah, do love I'm Tim Robbins. He has like that Fabio-esque like, demeanor, <laughs> but I can't think of anyone who comes to mind who would also be good as the character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Angel has a, he, he's got a big, like, uh, like a heavy load to lift. Yeah. 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 Right, and he's, he's really self-serious, which I think needs to be captured. Yeah, like he—he's not—he does not think he is a joke at all. No, whatsoever. Right. Yeah, he There's is the no coolest self-awareness. guy. He yeah, exactly. He is the coolest guy he knows. <laughs> what about like like I would almost like see like a Christian Bale. Because he would get like so into the character. Right. Yeah, that's almost yeah. what I'm meaning. Like a, a or like a Matthew McConaughey maybe, but I like Christian Bale better. Where it's like this is very unexpected, but like so takes it yeah. so seriously that it's. Funny. Oh yeah. yeah, and like this is one of those shows that it'll get pushed on to like you know television, and it'll star like these medium list celebrities, but then they just get one huge name. And like, yeah. you know, he's not touted and everything. And then he just shows up. And it's like, wait a second. Is that is that Christian Bale? Yeah. Bale. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be so funny to have him as Doc Antle. Oh, yeah. That would, that would be pretty that. good. Um, yeah. And then uh, when I messaged my friend earlier today, she said Julianne Moore for Carol Baskin, which I wouldn't hate. Um, but I feel like... Julianne Moore, yeah. Yeah, Jason said Julianne Oh, you said her? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like I was, I was not sure she. I, I'm debating if she would get the funny as the same, the same as Olivia though. Yeah. I think right. she would be a little more serious. Although yeah. I'm sure she could do anything. She's Julianne Moore, but I like <laughs> Olivia Coleman's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Now, who would play the two boyfriends, John Finley and Travis, or two husbands, John Finley and Travis Malinato? Oh yeah, so that's where I need Channing Tatum in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, Channing Tatum needs to be um, the toothless one. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I don't know I, which one that is. Oh, what about Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf? Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be good. Shia LaBeouf, I think, could be the other. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like Shia. Yeah. Um, what about the kid from, uh, have you guys ever watched Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 He's not the dick from the second season, but he's he's the first guy. He's the brother. With the hair. Yeah, he's the first guy. Out. And then he gets with the girl at the end. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like he starts. I can see him playing one of that, like. Yeah, uh, he has an energy. There's like yeah. a meth head energy there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard. It, it, they could be the three husbands, weren't there three? Yeah. The, the, and the, 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 the end. The end, which I had Dave Franco. 
Oh. Also, also, oh, Dave Franco, we would yeah. love Dave Franco. Dave yeah. Franco would be That's pretty good. One we, of we his didn't... husbands looked a little bit like Adam Driver. That was going around Adam Driver's Stan Twitter the other day, and I was like, absolutely oh. fuck off, but also that's accurate. <laughs> also, oh, I'd be I'd God, be remiss. So I'd be remiss not to mention this because we already passed Joe Exotic, but like somebody that would be crazy enough to fill in Joe Exotic's shoes would be Tom Cruise. Like he wouldn't be, I don't know if he'd be like a good Joe Exotic or anything, but he's like he's weird enough where like Wait, he would Tom he would, Cruise is also Doc Antle energy. Yeah. Like in Magnolia, that yeah. role yeah. That he does in Magnolia is like a bit Doc Antle. Yeah. 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 I, man, I love Magnolia. What a big messy movie. That's <laughs> And then because he's like a mine, he's more of like a minor character. Well, um, but the old guy, you know, with the hat and talking like this, the TV producer guy. Yeah. Like us. Shemmy. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. Like a Scott Glenn, if you know who he is. He was in Daredevil. Uh, he's in a lot of things. Like you'll know him if you saw him. He the producer, like Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, like that. Oh, type of that type of I love yeah. Billy Bob for that. that I good. love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and let's put Billy Bob. Uh, you know who uh, would be good? Uh, Michael Rooker would be good for that guy that they hire to go to Florida to kill Carol Baskin. Do you know who I think would be great as him? Bill Murray. <laughs> I think Bill Murray would fucking kill it. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's a Wes Anderson movie, you're not getting Bill Murray to do anything. <laughs> Bill Murray has okay. become the titular groundhog. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now the, the the next the next two main people are Jeff Lowe, the guy who looks like Ed Hardy and everyone out of style, mm. and then James Garrison, the guy who basically ratted everybody out. My friend Lowe. mentioned Rob Riggle for Jeff Lowe, and I'm kind of like I stand with Rob Riggle, kind of doing anything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I had Woody Harrelson. But he though. might be too goofy. Um, ooh. Oh, Woody Harrelson's a good one. I, I was thinking, him. like, with with some, like, makeup and costuming, Will Arnett. Okay. Oh. oh. Yeah. To bring a little of the crazy in there. Yeah. And you, you need a little crazy little douche in, in that role. Yeah. Bag, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm. you have any thoughts, Espo? For who? Uh, Jeff Lowe. Oh, Jeff Lowe. That's it. Yeah, that's another big, like, that's another huge character. I would like to see, like, a Russell Crowe. Oh, my God. He oh, comes- shit. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's so funny, too. That's another, like, so serious. And then he comes in as this. Yeah. I mean, if you guys look like him. Yeah. If you guys have never seen The Nice Guys, you should watch that. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, right. So good. I saw yeah. it a long time ago. That was, so that was really underrated, I feel yeah. like. That was good. Most yeah. of Shane Black's movies are really underrated. That's, <laughs> he, hey, he did the best Iron Man movie. Fight yeah. me, see you people. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he would be good too because, like I like he said, he's kind of a serious guy, but he can, ha- you know, he's like bigger too. He has like that stockier build. Yeah, yeah. and then to put him in these like tight Ed Ed Hardy, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. ever see? Uh, this one's obvious, but have you ever seen True Blood? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Deborah Ann Wolf, redhead. She was also in Daredevil. She yeah. can just she can just be Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah. You know, I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking of like a redhead actress that you know is like it's not like obviously going to be a Jessica Chastain or anything. You right. Know, right. Parts yeah. too small, but. Yeah. 
But no, yeah, that's that's perfect casting us. So yeah, it is. And then that. James Garrison, uh, Jack Black is the obvious one. Uh huh. For Ooh. me, but I also think Paul Walter Hauser could do that good. The guy from uh, what's his name? Uh, well, he was in uh, Black Klansman, and then in the uh, yeah, Us Clint Eastwood movie. James Garrison, which character is that? The guy, the, the bigger guy. guy. Has like the, He's the big guy who's like He's on the jet the runner. runner. Yeah, runner. Jet yeah. Scene. what yeah. a scene! What is, that might be the best scene in the whole that show. That was my yeah. favorite part when he that, said, "That's Florida water. I know Panhandle water." And then it goes to him on a fucking wave yeah, runner. I was like, like music, music in the background. I was like, "This is this is." And hey, in the words yeah. of Al Pacino, what a picture! What a picture! <laughs> what a picture! <laughs> 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 Yes. I would oh love God. to see Jack Black in more things. I love watching yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah. Jack Black would do good. Yeah. Um, also, like, like maybe list. Seth Rogen could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do love Seth Rogen. We do. We do. He hasn't done anything in a bit. I mean, yeah, he's, been, he's, time, been producing. Yeah. he's been producing a lot of shows. So, like, you know, yeah. he did... Preacher, he did Future Man on Hulu. Oh, he was also in uh, Longshot last year, which was oh, yeah. really good. Oh, yeah, I like Longshot. Yeah, so. But he does play the same character over and over. Oh, so yeah. It'd be hard, like, so it'd be hard to see him in uh, this like, role, yeah. but. I would love to was... see, I would love to see, again, I think it's it's kind of, unfortunately, we're past, we're past that, uh, the point where he would be able to do it. Um, But like Val Kilmer, you know, because Val <laughs> Kilmer definitely looks <laughs> like, he looks yes. exactly like him now, you he know, does. like where he is now. <laughs> you know? Um, it's just he has, he has a lot of health complications, so I don't yeah. know if he's gonna do like speaking roles again. Oh my again. god, that's so yeah. true. That face. That's hilarious. Yeah, because Val kind of has like that that cocaine bloat that just never went away. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit! We have the same what? eyes. Wait a second. Yeah. What happens if we get Keaton for Joe Exotic? Kilmer for that guy. And we get Christian, Christian Bale for Doc Angel. Batman King. <laughs> and then we just have like a George Clooney somewhere, like a cameo, like a George yeah. Clooney cameo. <laughs> we're like, we're like, like a Batman reunion. We never knew. We oh needed. my God. Yeah. God. Okay, so what I, I never remember anyone's names, but who was the guy that worked for Joe that didn't have legs? Oh yeah, he was awesome. Uh, what was John? John, yeah, John Ranky. John Ranky. John Ranky. Okay, I think Matthew McConaughey could do that. Yeah, that's Whoa. what I was thinking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Or Brian yeah. Cranston. Or Brian Cranston. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Did Brian Cranston actually have? Didn't he have um, not have a leg and drive? Am I yeah. just imagining that? No, no, no I right. think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he, kind of got that. He gets done dirty and drive. Yeah. That's rough. Ooh, how do we choose between the two? Coin toss? Yeah, and then wait, the other one who doesn't play him can play the blonde one who just has, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I just never remember anyone's name. Just like stringy blonde hair and always yeah. in like black. Yeah. There's also the Hispanic girl who loses her arm. Um, oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, she was yeah, a great. Yeah, yeah. She was a great character too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the thing that we just mentioned though, it's like any of these casts are way too much money to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like maybe if this thing was a movie, we could get all those people. But for a TV show, <laughs> yeah. 
we can't we can't we can't afford we can't afford that yeah frankly i'd rather have a movie yeah let's yeah. do a movie yeah. yeah i'd rather have a movie Let's get an ensemble cast. Let's I, do those bids. I've gotten to the point in my life where, like, I was so excited for, like, there was a Netflix thing with Paul Rudd where it's Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd. And yeah. I, was like, oh, right. holy, I was like, holy shit, I love Paul Rudd. And then I looked at it and it's like, this is a 10-episode series with our episodes. I was like, I'm never watching that. I don't want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I guess the final thing is, who, who do you want to direct and or write this thing? Bong Joon-ho. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I could kind of see, like, um, uh, I'm going blank. Russell, who wrote American Hustle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just going to be, like, it's just going to be on that good to, like, really good level. It's not going to yeah. you know, It'll be nominated for some Oscars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's because we that's David Brown. So insane though that this could be a Tarantino thing, right? And I, think I feel like Tarantino might, but I feel like he'd make it too cool. Yeah. What do you call a tiger with three stripes? Tiger. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. I mean, I, in all honesty, I have a feeling it'll just resort to like you know, like an Andy Samberg and like the two other ones of those guys that do Lonely Island. Yeah. Like they do a lot of things, or like a um. I oh. forgot the. Not the director's name, but he's directed a lot of episodes of uh, Atlanta, you know, and he does a lot, like they do a lot of like comedy stuff. They did a lot of episodes of Barry um, on HBO. Like, you know, this definitely has like a Barry vibe to it, you know, like a show yeah. that's kind of dark overtones, but like it's comedy. Um, so, uh, but so something like that. Um, Scorsese. Mm. <laughs> yeah. $300 million Tiger King movie. <laughs> Oh God! Speaking of Barry, I want Henry Winkler in this somehow. I want to throw him in there We've somewhere. We've got to find a way. If there's a will, there's a way. It's got to be somebody who plays uh, her husband before he passes, right? We can do a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Let's let's put Henry in that then. Yeah, there you okay. go. Yeah, so charming. Oh. We don't want him to go, you know. <laughs> what? Joe's campaign manager for his elections. Oh, oh, the black guy. Oh yeah, that's definitely like, just dad. Yeah. To, like, that's just dad. Yeah. <laughs> Tony right. Hale, Tony that's Hale cool. from Veep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Veep. Also, by the way, listeners, um, if you don't have HBO for like the next month, they put a bunch of shows on for free. Um, and Veep is one of them, and definitely a show you should watch. All like the classics are on there sopranos the wire all those things are on there too but like if you want a comedy veep is very very good oh yeah i love veep that's how i picture actual politics to be oh, running. that's why they stopped because they said we can't keep making this show because real life politics is crazier than the exactly. show yeah. and i was like i was like that's it's no so that's true that's no. that's exactly it yeah yeah I, I love that scene with her and tony hale in the bathroom when she finds out she that finds she's going to be president it's so good so good Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but, but yeah all right did we get everybody i think so i think everybody I think made so. it yeah. yeah well now i'm gonna be waiting for this film to come out i know i was like that's a solid cast i want to see this yeah i know the real thing will probably be disappointing won't even compare or come close to it'll be like the welcome to marwin yeah 
So much potential, but please, yeah. we we don't say that name in this chat. We all got, <laughs> we all got welcome to Marwin, and we don't ever want to come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think our our next segment is gonna be something that Estel found. Uh, so Estel, if you want to take it away and kind of talk about what you want to do here. Okay, so I was on the old uh, the old Reddit's, um, and this person made like a little uh, a thing that it's like a quick game of like you choose if production cost of a movie is higher or lower than the last movie um so i thought we'd do a, a little bit of that um we'll do a few rounds um you guys can all just give me like thumbs up thumbs down of like or well no they can't see that but you know you can let it's me know audio it's podcast. an audio yeah. medium uh, you, know, you know good, not on good radio yet. this makes for good radio um <laughs> you know and uh we can go from there so we begin with Get Out um, with $4.5 million production cost. Inception. Did Inception have a higher or lower budget than $4.5 million? I hope that's I, a higher budget. I think higher. That movie seemed to, like, it required a lot of... You are correct. $160 million. I was going to say, I think one scene cost $4.5 million in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, so now we have Inception at $160 million versus Django Unchained. Quentin Ooh. Tarantino's Django Unchained from 2012. Lower. Lower. Yeah. I still feel like Inception was pulling. Okay, so we're, go so we're going lower. Yeah, probably 50 yeah. to $75 million, I'd say. Django Unchained had a budget of $100 million. So, yes, lower. So Correct. Not much lower. But still a lot, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess there was so, a lot of sets they had to build. So next is Django Unchained versus The Dark Knight from 2008. Ooh. Um, I think higher? Yeah, I'll go with Jason. I think higher. Okay, we're going higher? Yeah. 180 million dollars okay so higher so oh. how this works is once we like fail it resets the score so right now we have a score of three let's see how okay. high we can get okay. the dark knight at 180 million dollars versus fantastic beasts the crimes of grindelwald that movie was a crime <laughs> Damn. oh god that's I think maybe it's like that that's close to the top yeah, I'm going to guess slightly lower. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I didn't see the movie, though, but it feels like it was more of the budget on CGI. Exactly. Smart and choice. that might not be as expensive. Good choice to not see it. So we're going lower. <laughs> okay. It will not let me click lower. We're having a bad day, boys. Uh, it is higher, $200 million. Ooh. Oh. Okay, so we'll do one. Million. We'll do one more round. We'll do one more round and see if we can beat our score of three. Right. <laughs> um, so, we, so we begin with. So we begin with X Men: The Last Stand. Woof. Um, at two hundred. <laughs> at two hundred ten million dollars, and uh, the net movie we have is I Still Believe from twenty twenty. Oh gosh. Oh. Uh, lower. Yeah, no, lower. Way lower. Yeah, lower. lower. <laughs> yeah, that had a budget of twelve million dollars. So I still believe at twelve million dollars versus Toy Story, the original one from nineteen ninety five. Higher. Higher. I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm afraid to commit to it. <laughs> I think okay. early computer technology probably costs a lot. Probably so, right. So higher. Higher. Yeah. Higher. Okay. Higher. I can't. I can't see these answers, by the way, too. Um. So toys. Correct. Um. So Toy Story at th costs thirty million dollars to make, versus Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, an underrated Harry Potter. Higher. I think Harry Potter was higher. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so too. Harry Potter was two hundred fifty million dollars. Jesus. Dang. That's but a good have, one though. Half so Blood Prince. It is good. So we have $250 million Harry Potter versus The Wizard of Oz from 1939. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz cost $2.7 million to make. Um, so we have $2.7 million for The Wizard of Oz versus 2019's and uh, critically important movie of 2019, Parasite. It's got to be higher than two. Higher. Yeah. Parasite's higher than Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Parasite cost $11.4 million to make. So it is higher. $11.4 million versus Frozen 2 from last year. Higher. Higher. Angus says higher. Higher? Yeah, higher. Animation seems like it's always going to cost a lot. Yeah, I, that's the thing. It seems like animation costs a lot. And I was thinking of like the voice actor budget. Yeah. Frozen, 2, Frozen 2 cost $150 million to make. So Frozen 2, $150 million, versus 2018's very good Halloween. Lower. Oh. Yeah, I think animation's still higher, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I like how you guys like, like <laughs> to think like about so it. Bad at <laughs> you think... You think you think they would get? You think anybody in their right mind would say, "Hey, Danny McBride, you wrote a Halloween movie. Okay, we're gonna give you a hundred fifty million dollars to make it. Come on." Well, I would. Uh, Halloween cost Halloween cost ten million dollars to make. Now this one's a good one. Halloween versus two thousand six Click, starring Adam Sandler. Ooh, shit. Ooh. Um, I think higher. I'm gonna say higher. Slightly higher. Yeah. It, I, well, I feel like. like when you yeah, I feel like Flick was higher. Gary, you're spending at least that much on Adam Sandler. I agree. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Thinking. Jesus, Click, Click cost eighty-two point five million dollars to make. <laughs> family <laughs> first. Family first. Dang. Um, okay, this one's a very should be easy. Click at eighty-two point five versus Bambi from nineteen forty-two. Lower. Lower. Bambi cost $858,000 to make. Uh, Bambi versus the Emoji Movie from 2017. The most pressing hire ever. <laughs> the Emoji Movie cost $50 million to make. Emoji Movie versus 1978's Halloween. Lower. Lower. Halloween cost $300,000 to make. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Halloween in 1978 versus Pie from 1998. Higher. I think lower. Lower than, no, higher. $325,000 is pretty low. But I can't see the answer, so. Okay, we'll go with higher. Um, also a very good, weird movie by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. So you guys are going higher? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Oof. 
Pi cost sixty thousand dollars to make. Sixty thousand? So oh. it was lower. But hey, we got to eleven, and I think you guys did admirably. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just real quickly, because really, like, I, I got sucked into that. Like the other day, it was like, you know, it was like probably like eleven o'clock at night, and I saw that, and I was like, oh cool, I'll try this. And then I got to like fifteen, and I was like, wait a second, I can do better. I can do better. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so yeah, which was which was really good. Um, but yeah, it just shows like you know we talk about the box office a lot. You know we talked about it last week with the whole situation that's happening. But like these movies cost so much money to make. You yeah. know, like you didn't even get to any of the pirates ones. Whenever a pirates one came up, I was like, oh higher because those are some of the most expensive movies of all time. Um, so it's like crazy to see like a three hundred twenty million dollar pirates movie budget. Um, and things like that. So, but it's just an interesting look at the box office and why, like, some movies, like, you know, Trolls World Tour can be released on streaming, but, like, obviously, we're never going to see Black Widow, um, you know, released on Disney Plus anytime soon. Although, yeah. I wonder how much Artemis Fowl costs because that was pushed to Disney Plus recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, is that I, uh, what you guys might have been talking about? But the way that without having the box office available right now, did some movies push back their release so they could still be in theaters to make back the money. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that because I was seeing so many of them go straight to streaming, but they had yeah. already been in theaters, I think, for a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and like yeah. I said, like, Trolls World okay. War didn't get a theatrical release, but, like, that can survive on streaming. You know, yeah. there are people in, in suits, business suits somewhere with a line graph that are doing the math that says, you know what, I think we can release Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus and still make a profit. But well, then it's, obviously it's like Mulan. It's like Mulan. They pushed back oh, to July. Yeah. I mean, that's I don't want to piss off theaters either by putting all these movies on streaming, you know, and ruining that relationship. Of either. course, too. And like once China's market's back open, that's going to be huge for Mulan. So, you know, that's definitely a movie that can be close to a billion dollar earner for Disney. Um, well, you know, that's the thing that's it. interesting is it's like if you spend more than you have and you don't even if you make a bunch, if you've spent more than what you make, it's yeah. still considered a flop. Oh, yeah. Whereas, yeah. And that's what I yeah, you don't always take into account when you go. The, the, the old adage, the old edge is you take the budget, double it, and that's when you break even. So like for a movie like that had a two hundred fifty million dollar budget, it, once they make five hundred million dollars, things after that. I like your Detroit Lions fan. Um, anything after that uh, uh, <laughs> um, is like, you know, a, a sort of a profit. That's not always accurate. But and, you know, obviously, like streaming and things like that are probably different. But right. um, hey, it just goes to show you movies cost a lot of money to make. Really? You know, you know, that's yeah. why you need Scarlett Johansson to play your Asian characters if you want to make any money back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome. Speaking about movies and a crazy time we live in. Not a lot of movies have, well, I mean, a lot of movies have come out, but not as many because we are getting into the summer push and everything's getting pushed back. So I thought it would be interesting to take a look at the Oscars if they were only to do the movies that have released this first quarter of, you know, quarter and a half of 2020. Yeah. Um, So first off, I guess I want to ask you guys before we do the Oscar part, um, like what have been has been your favorite movie of 2020 so far that you guys have seen? Probably The Way Back. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. That was a really good one. And almost by default, probably the the next one is Impractical Jokers, the movie. So that that's how few movies they come out. (laughs) And then Birds of Prey, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I love Birds of Prey. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. I love the style of it, everything. 
I'm a big Margot Robbie I, fan too. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Can I count Emma? Because I saw it yeah. streaming. So, oh, okay. So Emma was my favorite so far this year. Emma was very good. Um, the way yeah. back's up there for me. I love Birds of Prey. I loved Invisible Man. Invisible Man oh, was yeah, very Invisible good. Man that, good. Yeah, um, also, hey, if we were gender bend, Margot Robbie would be a good Joe Exotic. Oh, 100%. Oh, she's, yeah. so, she's so great at those. She's like a great character actor, but she also, I think, brings that like grounded realism to it. And it never comes across as too goofy. Yeah, but I think that's what she's always talked about because she was like complaining that growing up, she'd always have to dress like boys for Halloween to have the good costumes. And so she's like, I yeah. want to make movies where we can. I'm like, so far, you are. she makes a lot of movies where girls want to be her and the mm-hmm. costume. Hell yeah. Also. Who wouldn't want to be with Margot Robbie after Wolf of Wall Street? Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. What a good, what a good. Saying no. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite yeah. thing, my favorite thing is I have a bunch of friends um, who are Mormon, and mm. uh, they can't watch certain things in movies, and like so one of them, so one of them is like uh, like cursing. They can't do cursing. So there's an app that they have. And it's called Vid Angel, and uh, like what you do is like it's like oh I want to watch The Witcher on Netflix, but I want don't want to see any boobs, and it'll take those scenes out, and it'll like so you log in through your account, and then it'll just like skip those scenes. So I, I was like, hey, I want to do it. I want to do an experiment. Can we do Wolf of Wall Street without <laughs> any cursing? Is there any of the movie left? That's what barely. We any, it's like Uncut Gems. It's like you take away the cursing and Uncut Gems, and it's like a twenty-minute movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you and then I was gonna say with Wolf of Wall Street, it's like you take out all of the sexual stuff, the, the drugs, the and the drugs. You do not have a film. Have a film. <laughs> it's like yeah. a guy walking down the street, uh, 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 and then it's done. Like. <laughs> also, hey. Hey, can we take like a 30 second appreciation bubble for Wolf of Wall Street? What a great movie. Yeah. That great yeah. movie. I always like that Kanye song. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of the movie. That's like the soundtrack. Yes. Coming. yes. Just pound, pound your chest. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. That part was improv by McConaughey. They Those are rookie it. numbers. Those are rookie numbers. You got to get those numbers up. And I literally then, heard that he does that to prep for his role, like acting roles. He just. Like, you know how some people go, he does the, like, pounding, and they just kept it in the movie. Oh, man, that's that's hilarious. Incredible. Well, I was watching an interview, and they said that they spent days filming the scene where uh, he's on the Quaaludes, and he comes home, and Jonah Hill's on the phone. And he's like, get off the phone! And they fight. Martin Scorsese said he filmed that for days, because he's just like, you know, you know, we, we, we just saw what came to it, you know? We just saw what came to us. perfect. My God. big eyebrows. I love Martin Scorsese. He's I mean, great. Um, so, Let's- yeah, I but you know we need to have more appreciation bubbles. Just thirty seconds of just yeah. you know just happy you know Fantastic just movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, movie. Scorsese's been killing it. I mean, like I said, he Irishman really was has. great too. Irishman was great too, and you know oh, he's yeah, trying to yeah. get flowers under the blue moon or something under the blue moon, devil under the blue moon or something like that. Another Leo picture. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um. But two hundred million dollar budget. Paramount's like. <laughs> maybe maybe who's this Leonardo it's, it's wild to me that he couldn't get funding from for the Irishman and they until he got it from Netflix he literally couldn't get it from anywhere and I'm like if Scorsese can't get it with that cast 
How right. is anyone getting anything that, funded? Yeah. You know, that is a tough ask, though, because love them to death. But Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, you know, Joe Pesci does is almost non-existent. I love Joe Pesci, obviously. But, like, for those people, like, box office numbers-wise, yeah, they're not doing anymore. That. You know, yeah. they're past, yeah. they're way past, they're way past their prime. And to counterbalance that of, like, saying, hey, we're going to use, um, old uh technology or technology to de-age them and do the age thing like yeah. that's a really tough ask you know it's like hey yeah, we're trying that's to, a yeah. good point to think about the business side of it like i think movie fans will all just be like oh what the heck this is biggest and then, but yeah. general audiences and then, and then to go to them and say and then and then be like okay okay we can see it we can see it like a good fellas like another good fellas and, and martin's like wait a second the last 45 minutes of this movie are not going to be anything like Goodfellas. I was like, you know, that is a tough sell. So I understand. Yeah. But like, like I said, you know, like I'm glad that people are still making these things. One of my favorite Martin Scorsese movies we've talked about a lot is I love silence, you know, and just like, I'm so glad that he was able to get that movie made because he is such a religious person yeah. to see. You know, I watched uh, Bringing Out the Dead, which is maybe not the best movie to watch during a pandemic because it's all about <laughs> Nicolas Cage as an ambulance driver. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, that movie also huge religious overtones. And I'm just glad that he gets to make those movies that he like wants to make and things like that. So it's just like it's just wild. But like, you know, I, so I'm glad these movies are getting funded. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough out there to get, you know, you think. But I'm glad that Netflix is picking up those things like they picked up that uh, uh, Kamal one. Ninjani. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm glad that these streaming services exist and, you know, love it or hate it, you know, obviously the internet exists, so you can always get things eventually, but, um, like these streaming services are just great for like avenues of whether it's, you know, women or, um, you know, people of color, um, to get their movies made where it's a lot harder to get a farewell into the movie theaters, you know, so it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously for us, it's, you know, sometimes it's inconvenient. It's like, okay, HBO Max and Peacock are coming and there's so many other things, you know, to get, but it's like cool because like you get to sit down and you're like, okay, on Apple TV plus I get to watch Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston every week if I want to, you know, on yeah. HBO, you know, on HBO, I'm watching the plot against America right now, which has been very good. And it's like, you get to see like Renaud Ryder and John Turturro and all these people and you just get to see, and then on like normal amc it's like better call saul every sun every monday and you're like i'm we're spoiled sorry yeah we are, speaking of no it just reminded me um have you, any of you guys watched little fires everywhere yet because no, that, that, that yeah. witherspoon carrie washington i just binged it all this past weekend or i guess just yesterday what day it is but um <laughs> uh well, that one is really top notch it's on the level of like big little lies but i feel like it's not getting the same hype maybe because it's on hulu versus hbo yeah really well done and i have a feeling within like the next three or five years um hulu disney's gonna reposition hulu as more of that like prestige type of thing because they're like hey these are we're also gonna get movies that because they own fox now and hulu disney owns hulu as well So it's like, hey, these types of movies aren't quite suited for Disney+. Plus. They're a little yeah. bit more mature. And FX also is run by Disney now and is incorporated to Hulu. So it's like a, hey, we're going to put these, like like a new Mutants, I could yeah. definitely see premiering on a Hulu. Um, yeah. I haven't seen that, though. But Reese Witherspoon has announced, like, her production company is doing just that. She's like, hey, I want to make these strong female-driven 
movies mm-hmm. and roles and things like that. So she did the um, the newsroom or whatever that was, the morning show. Morning and now show, she's yeah. big uh, little fires big everywhere big or whatever it's called. So, you know, that's great. You know, that's really cool. It is so cool to see that so many of these female uh, actresses have turned to uh, making their own production companies. So that's like what Margot Robbie, going back to her, that's yeah. what her whole thing was with her husband and her friends. That's with Lucky that's so cool. Like, so fun. Yeah, we are Does spoiled. Barry Moore have one too. Flower. Yep. yep. That's been around yeah. for a long. Time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them I didn't even realize were producers until you start looking into it further. Okay. So right. We are. We are so so spoiled. Um, okay. So I mean, I guess we really did the Oscar segment by just asking, what's the best? <laughs> what's the best picture of the? What's the best picture of the year? Uh, you know. But like, yeah. you know, like definitely like the ones that we talked about. Obviously, Sonic the Hedgehog would be up there. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dick Carey finally would get that supporting actor's nod, you know. James Marston. James Marston for uh, James Marston for uh, best actor. Hey, I ain't mad at yeah. that. Meanwhile, in his press tour, he did a uh, a bunch of imitations of Jim Carrey. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> oh, I, I did not see that, but I'm googling that immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good go-to in all of his interviews. <laughs> bad, bad Boys for Life was very good. That was a really, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot, yeah. I didn't see it, but my dad said he enjoyed it, and that's always, like, that means it's top-notch if dad liked it. It's a dad movie. (laughs) It's a dad movie. I saw it in theaters, and then I watched it with my dad recently, and he loved it, and I was like, what a dad movie. Way back, I I saw the way that I, I was like, dad. Here's a movie you'll like. Oh, yeah. That's a I was like, movie. and then I go, and then I thought, I thought he was going to explode when I told him about Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate dad movie. Ultimate uh, dad movie. Razzie, Razzie nominations. The Grudge sucked this year. They remade The Grudge. Wasn't I didn't very even good. know they remade The Grudge. Yeah, yeah. what? Wasn't, wasn't very good. I watched a movie on Netflix called Falling in Love, I-N-N, where she buys oh, it. Oh, yeah. With uh, Christina Milligan. that, didn't watch it. Not the best. The Turning, pretty bad. What about Do- Fantasy Island as a horror movie? Fantasy Island sucked. Yeah. Uh, Doolittle, <laughs> bad. Yeah. So there's been some stinkers in a short period of time. Yeah. Um, right. Which is surprising. But that's yeah, what we, have more, we, is. we have like more Razzie noms than we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, I would love to see The Way Back do a little. Do a little thing. And then, like, some good streaming movies. You know, The Hunt came straight to streaming. Oh, Bloodshot wasn't very good either. Ooh, yeah. What did you guys think of The Hunt? I liked it. I, I, liked, haven't, I haven't seen it. I like Betty Gilpin. I yeah, too. Betty Gilpin was awesome. I love I, There's a movie that is called Bakaru. Yeah. And that, that I thought, was, like, the better version of The Hunt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You That's know what I mean? I feel like people are very underrated. No one's, you know, just with foreign films, it tends to not get uh, any eyes on it. But... That one I definitely recommend. Where's it, it from? Awesome. What country is it from? Uh, Brazil. Yeah. The thing, the thing, the thing about the hunt is it definitely thinks it's cle- more clever than it is. It's like, yeah. hey, do you, see this, yeah. do you see this metaphor we're doing? I ha- I hated from- all the like lips. It was like it was like they were speaking in clickbait. Like, yeah. I just, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, that's really distracting to me. I will say, love Betty Gilpin. She was also yeah. very good in Coffee and Kareem, which is a new Netflix movie that came out with Ed, uh, Ed Helms. Um, she okay. plays the bad guy. Um, and then uh, Hilary Swank was very good as the bad guy. I just like yeah. Hilary Swank, I think. And yeah. she plays, like, she's got that menacing, you know, that look to her. Yeah. Um, I love her when she's a villain. Like, resurgence, you know? Yeah. Another, yeah. Good, another good one that just came to Netflix um, was uh, a French movie called The Platform, which mm-hmm. does a... Pain? What were you going to say? 
Is it in, in from Spain, the platform? Spain, thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's like that does a better job of like telling, you know, basically like, you know, the social classism and things like that than like the hunt or something like that. Although yeah. Trolls World Tour. Oh <laughs> kind of, it kind of, it kind of ends racism. Trolls, Trolls World <laughs> Tour kind of ends racism. The Trolls amount World... of plugs we've given to Trolls, Trolls World Tour, Green Book didn't do Espo. Yes, exa- that's exactly what I was gonna say. Trolls World Tour tells a better story about race than Green Book does. Um, <laughs> and there you Book go. That picture. CD cover. Green, 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 I can't believe Green Book won Best Picture. And they made it for a parasite. At least. You know what? And then the year before, they gave them it to the movie where she fucks a fish. So, like... <laughs> hey, I liked the fish. I like I liked Shape of Water, Great too. Stuff. Good stuff. Very romantic. Yeah, I love Shape I of Water, it. too. When you know? she did the hand thing, I was like, oh, that's love. That's love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ew! Ew! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to vid-angel that section of the movie. <laughs> um, Keep it in. Keep it in. That was what she said. Um... But that was wild <laughs> of just like, uh, like, but yeah. So like, you know, 2020 has been such a weird year. Yes. You know, yeah, these things are right. still hopefully going to, we don't know how long the pandemic is going to last, but you know, these things are still going to come out eventually. And, you know, they'll all just be pushed to October. So they get a chance at, um, you know, that really bad looking Tom Hanks movie where he plays a naval captain, <laughs> you know, I'm sure it'll come out. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's been an interesting year for movies. And like I said, you know, streaming is keeping us sane, Um, and things like that you know Mm -hmm. for sure yeah we're all in this together yeah high school musical also vanessa hutchins in bad boys for life oh really she makes cameos in. oh wait you know what don't they reference this was in the preview don't they reference high school musical and then she's like turns around yeah excellent yeah yeah she's good she's and like i said she does a lot of those like like spring breakers and things spring like breakers. that she'll, she'll, also spring breakers we love spring breakers uh, <laughs> that was halloween costume one year and i was obviously alien and okay. it was the best costume i've had like that's ever that's good. Yeah. we didn't give james franco any love for the tiger king yeah. section but i feel yeah. like he could yeah. That's so Wait, true. have you seen Elise? Um, Jason, look away. Uh, close your ears for a second. Have you seen Have you seen uh, Beach Bum? Yes. Oh yeah. What do you think about the Beach Bum? Oh uh, my God. I mean, amazing. I agree. I agree. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. But th- yeah, that's it, probably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's not my, my favorite movie my I've ever movie. seen. Yeah. I, it wasn't as frilly and, and, and hilarious as I felt like I thought it might be. And it was a lot darker. I should have known it's Harmony Cor- Corinne yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I should have known it was going to be as dark as it was. But I think I went in uh, Guns of Blazing excited. And then I was a little bit like, ooh, this is in this in this corner in this corner of the chat in this corner of the chat we love beach bum beach bum bum, i describe it as yacht rock the movie so just think of beach bum as a jimmy buffett song and you can't go wrong with that movie that's what i wanted it to be but then it's like all of a sudden he's just really doing some crazy you know his wife sad not no spoilers but you know then i was just like oh are we not gonna we're just gonna blaze over that like <laughs> it's really hey yeah 
pun. Good pun. But I guess it is like Margaritaville. We, 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 don't, we don't dwell on things in Margaritaville. No, we don't. We just go to the next song and play it, you know? <laughs> right. And, you Martin and Martin Lawrence is hilarious in that yeah. movie. He's My friend, a, he's a Rockaway kid. He dresses like that regularly. Hasn't seen the movie. And I guess he went into a bar one time and they were like, haha, very funny beach bum costume, blah, blah, blah. And he was like really <laughs> confused and really offended because they wouldn't believe him that he was not in costume. <laughs> Are you from New York? Uh, yeah, I li- well, I live there now. I'm from Arizona, though, originally. Oh, where do you live? Well, don't uh, dox Okay, I was going to say don't dox yourself. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm originally from Brooklyn. Oh no way! How do you so like New York? I, live, I love it, love it, love it. But it's uh, you know obviously really crazy right now. But yeah. glad I have a rooftop to be chilling on. Yeah, it is nice. Hey, maybe you'll uh, you'll meet the the. Did you see that TikTok where the guy met like another person on another rooftop? Oh and- well, that is like a cute thing. Is at seven we're all out there and we'll be like whoa whoa you know cheering and all that. Just stop. <laughs> Speaking of Sam Rockwell, earlier in the episode, we weren't speaking of What a segue. I think I saw, I think I walked by him. Really? I, mean, I, it was during, it was like the first week of quarantine and I decided I would, like every other New Yorker that I was suddenly a runner for about two days and then I stopped. <laughs> but I was like going on my jog and I was like, and I look and I'm like, what the fuck? I yelled at my roommate. He was just walking his dog, and I said it loud enough, hoping he would hear. I was like, I think that's Sam Rockwell, the best actor of all time. Like, <laughs> so just thinking, like, if he did hear me, then at least I'm complimenting him. But he didn't react. I'm 90% sure it was him. Um, I'm like, I, I meant to look up if he lives in my neighborhood at all or in the in. That's amazing. That favorite, so favorite celebrity interactions. I went to Sundance one year, uh-huh. and it was, like, probably, like, 12 o'clock one in the morning and i thought i saw jake gyllenhaal walking down the street and i just yelled i loved you in bubble boy <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he turns and then he turns around in fact jake gyllenhaal oh, and, no. just, and then he just looked at me and goes and, then <laughs> and i was like it's the Such best one of my life and then the other one i was in new jersey and uh i, I was walking my dog with my friend and Nice man just comes up and he he's like he's looking at the dog. It's a King Charles Cavalier and he goes, "Hey, can I can I pet your dog?" And then uh, Dan's dog starts barking at him, and then he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" And then he's like, "Yeah, nice to meet you." Walks away, and I go, "Dan, your dog just barked at Robert De Niro." Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, I was like, how dare your dog do that? Yeah, rude. Um, Does he know who he is? But yeah, I mean, okay. New York, obviously, you get to see. You get to see all well, the I've never had a great interaction. I, I never I never do well with celebrity interactions. Most of the time I don't approach him if I see him here in New York. But before I moved here, I saw Shia LaBeouf. That was a horrible... I basically said, are you Shia LaBeouf? And he said, no. And I was like, I think you are. Uh, and I'm going to compliment <laughs> you. Anyway, like, it was so terrible. And then another time I saw Griffin Dunn in the street. And inexplicably as I approach him because I was a little tipsy and I was like oh you know he's like sitting there smoking I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna say something I had just watched I love dick and I loved him in that and I love him in American werewolf in London so I walked up and I was like hey I was like, complimenting him it was going well and then my nose starts bleeding no idea oh my god <laughs> I'm talking to him and I was like it's fine uh 
and I'm just like trying to carry on and like I was like I don't know why this is happening I'm gonna and it's just like so awkward that's incredible that's incredible and like it really is about restraint like growing up I probably shifted now but growing up like my favorite actor of all time was Morgan Freeman um who obviously yeah I love Morgan Freeman um and I was fortunate enough I used to coach college football um, and uh, one of the schools I coached at was in Memphis, and he owned a uh, blues like bar and restaurant um, in Memphis. So I was like, I'm going to go to this restaurant, and I'm going to maybe Morgan Freeman's going to be there. And the night I was there, he was there. And oh I was like, gosh. I was like, what do I do? What do I yeah. do? What, <laughs> what, what do I do? Um, um, and I just said, hello. And I said, you know, I was like, I love, you know, the place. And, you know, I said, you know, you're great. And he was like, he was like, thank you. Thank you. Well, no, I said that, you know, I like, liked him. And then he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And he's like, how do you like the atmosphere? How do you like the place? And I was like, oh, I love it. And I was like, blues music. Come on. I got to get explained to me by La La Land. Let's go. Um, but, I, uh, uh, but no, it was nice. It was really good. And it was like a nice interaction. I was like, hey, I'm glad. He, this is yeah. post fake hand yeah. Morgan Freeman. Oh yeah. Um, that's so, great. That's a yeah. great interaction. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, I very rarely have the right thing to say, and it just goes well. I never, yeah. I saw it, Oscar Isaac once. Oh wait, you saw wait. Rosario Doc. Rosario, have I told this story on the podcast before? I know I thought you on every podcast. No, do your Rosario Dawson, but then I also want to hear about Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I need to hear yeah. about Oscar Isaac as well. Okay, so when I was in high school, I won an essay contest to go to Denver and meet with like Democratic like senators and stuff. So okay. love it. Yeah. So we went and they were like, well, we have a special guest at the end of the day, but we're not going to tell you who it is. And we're all like, oh, who could it be? Whatever. We thought it was like Michelle Obama or something. But in walks in Rosario Dawson. Everyone loses their shit. And everyone lines up to do a photo op with her. And every single girl, it was right when Rent came out. So every single girl in this room was like, oh, my God, I loved you and Rent. It was so good. It got to be my turn. And like a fucking dumbass, I was like, I loved you and Josie and the Pussycats. And her face <laughs> fucking dropped. And her eyes were pure fire. And I was like, oh, Rosario Dawson wants to kill me now. <laughs> like, Why? Hey. To this day, that's a classic. Yeah. It's so good, but she looked so mad when I brought it up. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm I love your clerks too. That's hilarious. That's a good one. Talk to me about Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, is he as beautiful yeah, so, in real life as he is in the movies? Uh, yeah, all good. So beautiful. This was so funny because I was actually, I had never seen at this point inside Lewin Davis and my friend was in town and he's like, we're watching this tonight. And I was like, no, I'm going out tonight. And so I went out to this bar and it was in the Lower East Side and it had like a basement. So I'm coming upstairs and there's no one, it was not that crowded, especially on the stairs. Yeah. So just me walking up the stairs, this one person walking down. And it seems to be, I just yell profanities, I guess, whenever I see them. <laughs> see anybody famous. As I did, I was just like, holy shit. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. That was such an inappropriate um, reaction that I just had to seeing you right now. And, and I was like, can I just shake your hand, though? And he was like, so nice. He like laughed and he's like, absolutely. And they like shook my hand. And then we oh, just like. Yeah, he. It was funny because I was like, I was going to watch his film and then I see him in real life. Yeah, I think he might live over there. My buddy uh, is in a band. He's he's a drummer in a band, and they played a gig in the East Village. Um, and uh, he said the Oscar Isaac was just there listening to the music, I hanging shall out. Start hanging out at all of those bars all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. So yeah. yeah. Hey, celebrities, they're just like yeah. us. 
They're just like us. <laughs> They're just like us. So hey, you know somewhere a celebrity is sweating with their iPhone Notes app open, like thinking about like thinking about like the next Imagine that they did. Like just like just like sweating. Like is this a good idea? Like is this a good idea or not? Yeah. Uh, you know they're just like us. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. You know. And you know what else is awesome? Movies. And you know what else is awesome? You guys. Yeah. Look at us. In the words of in the words of Paul Rudd, look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But um, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything? Anything else? Yeah. No. So much fun. Thanks for having me, you guys. Do you have a Twitter handle or anything that you want to promote as well? Oh, uh, if you like movies. Feel free to follow me on my Instagram blog, in, uh, Inglorious Baguettes. It's a play on words because I also do food. I am not a cook or I don't have any special um, abilities with food, but I just kind of write what I eat, which is funny to me. Especially during quarantine because I have nothing to offer. So I was like, and this week, can of uh, Progresso soup. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyone needs a wreck but yeah no i like to post like uh on the instagram it's like some fun facts every month uh we do like a different theme and then i do the reviews and a lot of them are new but i also work through like a list of like i don't know a thousand of the movies i should have seen by now kind of catch up so yeah do you you have a letterboxd uh i do have a letterboxd i think it's my name let me check I love Letterbox. I love making lists that are just random. So oh, like yeah. my my most recent one was like movies that use the phrase "help me help you." So far, <laughs> there's only two, which is Jerry Maguire and Misery. <laughs> no, that's I'm, that's so. What like when when this quarantine's over, what's the one meal you're gonna eat first out there in New York City? Oh my gosh. Uh, we have been like saving a bunch of like pasta places that it'll probably, I mean, my favorite pasta place is a place called Frank. Um, and they have like just the best it's gnocchi good. of all time. That place but is good. Like marking a bunch of them. And, and so I think we have a list. We're going to go try a bunch of places. Yeah. I've got a list too, but it's just like Popeye's chicken sandwiches. And- <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I, if I go to Arizona, I'm getting in and out. That's the thing I miss. 300, yeah. 300 followers. Teach me your letterboxed ways. <laughs> I think I just follow, I follow more people than that. Uh, you do follow, you do, I, I, need, I need, these are rookie numbers. I gotta get these, I gotta get these numbers up. I gotta get these numbers up. I, I have follow. no idea how to get like numbers up in any area. So I just follow a bunch of people and then, you know, and then they sometimes follow back, but <laughs> they don't. Yeah, I know. That is a good, that is a good strategy. I, typed, um, I followed you and I typed mine. Oh yeah, let me get you in the chat. Um, so then we can I can start judging you about your movie taste, which yes. I'm sure is wonderful because that's what Letterbox is. I love it. My Bridget Jones Diary is one of my top four. It's so so good. Airbud Air is one of my top four. So you're oh you're, my god, I love Airbud. It's real yes, good. Yes, there it is. Two still up there. What's your top four right now, Espo? I think my top four right now are Paddington Two. Sure. Mm-hmm. Airbud. Yeah. Speed Racer. Yep. Um. And a movie that does not, like, one of these things is not like the other, but Big Night, a movie starring Stanley Tucci and Steve, uh, Stanley oh Tucci God. and, uh, Brian? what? Yeah. Tony Shalhoub, Brian. And Tony Shalhoub, yeah, they're brothers and they, 
you love it. You're you're a cooking person. Uh, it's a, it's just World for racism. It, it'll, make, it'll make you it'll make you hungry. It used to be what was up there before there. Oh, it was holes. Holes was up there before. Digging up all dig it. An absolute classic. An absolute classic. Um, That's too damn bad. <laughs> That's too damn bad. Uh, I was driving home from California, and we were doing like, uh, you know, like twenty questions, and it got to me, and I was like, okay, I'm thinking of something specific, and it took forever for them to get it, and they go, what is it? And I go, it's the yellow spotted, the red spotted yellow lizards from holes. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we like to have fun here. Um, but yeah, Jason, take us out. Yeah, so that concludes another episode. Thanks, Elise, for joining us, and thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and enjoy the rest of quarantine. Hopefully, it's just around the bend, so...